Welcome to the Design for a Living podcast with Chelsea Coriel. On this week's episode, I'm going to be talking about the ever-important touch-base appointment. Now, for those of you who have been following me, um, you know that I have sort of a system that I teach. Not sort of, I have a system that I teach. And uh, it's something that I've been doing since I first started designing when I was 21 years old, a few years ago. And it really has been the secret to my success. And it's why I teach it. That's why I spread the word. That's why I try I try to to prevent mistakes from happening to other people. I don't want you to have to live through the mistakes that I've lived through. And all of those clients that, you know, you did all of this work to create a beautiful presentation and then you never hear from them again. What happened? What did I miss? You know, wh- why aren't they cooperating now? They were so nice before and now, you know, they're ghosting me, right? We didn't have that term back then, but that's what it was. So I realized that there is a system. If you boil down the steps that it takes to finish a design project from the beginning, from the first time you talk to them on the phone to the very final install. If you follow a system designed by designers before you that have been through this and lived it, you're going to have the same success that they've had, that I've had. So I wanted to give you guys some examples because this has come up in the store this week. Uh, We have two brand new designers, and uh, you've met Shredan, you met Suzanne. Fantastic. They're doing amazing. And they have these huge pipelines of clients, big projects. And so they're starting to get overwhelmed and they're starting to to, to uh, get lost in their head. They're, and so this week I've been watching over their shoulders, seeing what they're doing and realizing, okay, we're getting ahead of ourselves. Let's step back and let me kind of reteach this important second step which is the touch base appointment. And this is kind of the working appointment. This is where you're going to dig deeper into your client's psyche, into what they like, what they what they really want their room to look like. What is it they've dreamed of? What is it they don't like? Um, you know, maybe it's something that reminds them of their grandmother. Maybe it's something that reminds them of an old, you know, fling or boyfriend and they just don't like it. But this is the appointment, the touch base appointment. This is where you figure that stuff out. So you've signed the client, you've met them at the home, you've had your first house call and you've gathered the basic information, right? The measurements, um, you know, you've drawn out the floor plan, you've got the dimensions, you've taken lots of pictures and you haven't designed yet. Very important. Never design at the first house call. That's why you don't charge for it, right? Because you want to get in there and get to know this person and see if it's a project you want to work on. So the touch base is really only about three days later. And it's after you've been to that first that first house call and you've walked through it and you're going to start to, to imagine what it could be. You're going to start to have these ideas like, oh, I know what to do there. and Oh, you know what would be beautiful here. But keep those to yourself. Don't don't say it out loud to your client yet. Just say, "Oh, I've got some great ideas, but the next time we meet, I'll show you." But I don't, you know, I don't want to I don't want to design myself into a corner here. I've got to make sure I'm going to fit into your budget and your time frame and and priorities. So, let's keep going. So, you schedule this appointment for about 3 days later. And I realized that by having this second appointment, again, that isn't presentation, I'm not designing anything for them yet. 
it gave me um, an out. It gave me kind of wiggle room. It was a way that you could test the waters to see what they like, to see if you were on the right track, but you haven't you haven't locked anything in. And uh, I'll explain uh, why that's important. So, sorry, Shredda, I'm going to use you as an example because this was the one that sparked the uh, the conversation. So she had been brainstorming on this client. She was working together with the client with Kurt and a huge project, living room, family room, kids room, master bedroom, and dining room. And again, for her first big project here, you know, that's, that's a big undertaking. And so I know she was, you know, excited and designing and, and, you know, pulling all of these things and these ideas, but she was putting it together like this on, you know, sort of a mood board and it was too much. It's too much. This touch base, first of all, this is a lot more work than you need to do before your touch base. Because what if the client gets here and says, I hate brown, but never told you that? Boom, the whole design's gone. Now is the time to figure that stuff out. And so even though these were these, even though these were all beautiful choices, I still, this, a confused mind never buys. And this doesn't really look like a cohesive design. To us, as a designer, it does. You can imagine that chandelier over that table. You can imagine those chairs. But the client can't. That's why they came to us. And so I told her, you've got to thin it out, thin it out. Give them just a few choices. Remember, this is just a this or that appointment. When you said that you like rustic, did you mean this or that? as rustic. When you said mid-century modern or or modern, right? A general phrase or contemporary. What does that mean? It's something different to everyone. So that's what you're trying to figure out. So I gave Shredda the advice and she pared it down. But she pared it down to this, which easier to read, still going to confuse a client. This doesn't look like a complete room. This doesn't give the impression that that the design is done. Again, Shraddha has this in her head of what this is going to look like, and most designers could see it, but the client can't. So I said, okay, hold on. Let me show you what I mean. And so I had to go back again. Oh, yeah, we're on this side. This is the right pile. This is what I mean. <laughs> so let me explain. This touch-based appointment Again, three days later, you have the media office or, or you could do it at a coffee shop or, or at their home. And I like to start with, this is where we're going to nail down your floor plan. We're going to make some key decisions on your focal points. We're going to finalize the color palette. And we're really going to dig deep into exactly what it is that you'd like for your home. So I've come up with two scenarios for a floor plan. And walk them through the two scenarios. In in this scenario, I've put a huge sectional where all of your kids can sit and watch TV. It's going to be really comfortable and loungy. But that room you said that you often have grown-ups over when you're entertaining. So I also thought you could do maybe two sofas across from each other flanking. It's very formal. It's um, much more of a grown-up kind of atmosphere. Which one were you thinking of? And let them decide. Let, let them tell you, no, I really think I want this to be relaxed. I want this, most of the time it's going to be family. We're going to be lounging around watching watching movies. So I think I like the sectional idea. Perfect. Done. You've just got a finalized 
floor plan, and now you only have to look for a sectional. You don't have to look for sofas anymore. There's no guessing anymore. You know you're looking for a big, comfy, oversized sectional that'll feed the or that'll seat the entire family, right? So check in the box. Now you say, and this this is the magic part. This is where it really helps you. Say, now I'm going to show you um, some different pieces that I've selected that I think are great potentials for your house, for your design. But they're really completely different looks, whether it's a different style or, um, you know, one is sort of heavy and one is light. But I want you to give me your gut instinct. I'm going to show you this picture and it's kind of like a little psychological test. I want you to tell me right off the top of your head, which one speaks to you. Don't get hung up on the actual piece because I have thousands to choose from. But I just want to dig a little deeper and really get to know you. So it's like a Rorschach, uh, what is it? The Rorschach chat test with the ink blots, the, you know, yeah, you get the gist, right? So I would say, so now we have three different coffee table options, but one, they're, they're all, um, we've got slightly asymmetric, little modern, one is really solid, sort of heavy feeling, very grounded and has a metal look to it. One is light and open and airy and has the wood top, which would be great for the kids to sit around and play board games. And the third one at the bottom is far more stylized. You know, it's a heavy look like this one, but it also has legs and it's a little more open. So which one speaks to you? Now, they could say, None of them. I wanted square <laughs> or I wanted rectangle or I don't want a coffee table. I want an ottoman. At least you know now, right? But your best case scenario is they'll say, oh no, I love that one. Oh, that's beautiful. That's exactly what I had in mind. Done. You've just now had your floor plan decided and your coffee table decided. Done. So to the client, they think this is a psychological test. To you, you're really just fishing. You're throwing out ideas and you're hoping that one of them is going to catch. You're hoping that they're going to fall in love with something. But you haven't locked yourself in. If they said, I don't like any of them, you're like, okay, well, that's why we do this, this exercise. Right? No skin off your nose. You just, you're, you're fishing to find the ideal pieces that make their eyes sparkle. And those are the ones you know you're going to put in the design. And the rest, stop worrying about it. Now, when I go look, I'm only going to look for square ottomans. See what I mean? So it saves you time. The designs become easier. And that's when you get to the presentation and you've just knocked it out of the park. And they think, wow, you could read my mind. No, we did this little exercise and it really helped me weed things out so that I could focus on finding exactly what you wanted. So she did have some great, um, some other sheets that I wanted to, to, to give an example. So here's one, again, really clean, not too many choices, much easier for the client to read. This was for their son's bedroom. Now, she was explaining, Shredda was explaining to me that their son is nine, and he's right on that that pinnacle where he's you know he's going to start to get too old for the little toys and you know the the adolescent kind of design and so she thought maybe a more sophisticated bedroom to kind of step him up and something he can grow into but right now he has one of those car beds it's a red car bed very bright very whimsical um very adolescent and they thought he could sleep in it for another few years which is totally fine. 
I understand Trudeau wanting to suggest a more sophisticated room that he could grow into, but to jump from a red plastic car bed to this beautiful, sophisticated room, that's a, that's a pretty big sell. So what I had explained was, I love this desk. I love this chair. I love the bed. Those are absolutely things he could grow into, sophisticated, beautiful. But these backgrounds are wallpaper choices. And I said, if you know you want them to get these pieces, the bed and the desk and the chair, I would start with one of these sheets that shows three wallpaper murals. I would do one that's this soft muted color. I would do one that's a little more graphic, like she's got the black and white. And then I would do one that was fun and whimsical and colorful and still a little childlike. It's almost like you're showing the client, this is what I would give you based on the furniture you have now. But if you want to evolve and you know have have this furniture last for a long time and your son will keep growing and it's still going to look great, I would recommend going a little more sophisticated. But they could see them next to each other and they could start to see, oh, well, maybe that map is a nice transition. But you didn't just jump to, you should be doing this. It gave the client an out. It gave them an ability to say, okay, I can see, you know, maybe it is time for more sophisticated. Or they might say, nope, this kid was always going to like bright colors. He's always going to love bold. I love the idea of finding furniture that he can grow into, but let's go with some bright colors and a really fun, whimsical mural of, you know, space invaders. I don't know. But you see how it, to the client... If you show them something that they don't like right out of the gate and you haven't explained it and they don't understand why, they will shut off their mind to everything. From then, then all that's in their mind is, oh, she doesn't get me. She doesn't get me. She doesn't understand. She's going to try to do her design. This isn't what I wanted. This doesn't feel like my family. This doesn't fit in with my lifestyle. All of that happens if you show them the, the wrong thing too soon. So you have to do... This or that. You have to give them some simple choices, some easy things they can wrap their head around. Yes, I like this. Out of three, I like this. Great. Now when you go back to do your final presentation, it's all going to be based on those factual decisions. It's so important to work out these problems now. Because four days later, when you give your final presentation, and I do have one of our sheets I thought would be great for a final presentation. This is more of a mood board for a final presentation. It's one chandelier. It's the sofa they loved. It's this, um, we called it a uh, glassware cabinet because this client doesn't drink. And this is a bar, but we're actually putting it in the room. And we're going to say, this is where you can keep your glassware and your dishes and your serving platters. And um, when you entertain, this is where you can keep all your, you know, your goods for that. So, um, but that's telling a story, right? We can go through, we can say, I think this credenza would be beautiful. Here's the coffee table that you love. This is the rug that your husband fell in love with. But look how it all ties together. Isn't it beautiful? Isn't this exactly what you had in mind? And they're going to love it, right? This, this is the process. And, you know, everything I teach you guys is, <sighs> I wish I had known when I was young. I wish when I was first starting out, someone had taught me this stuff. Like, what are the tricks of the trade? How do I skip past all of the learning mistakes and get right to, I'm a professional, I want to make a career, and I want to make money? 
doing this. Well, these are the ways to do it. So trust me when I say pare down your mood boards. Don't just take out a couple things. Simplify three choices and you'll start to see. I know it's going to take a little bit longer. In your head, you've already got it designed, but your client doesn't. So it's two appointments. In between, you've got house call, touch base appointment, and then final presentation. And if you do it in that order, it really can be that fast. It really can be that simple, but you just have to be smart about it. That's my big tip for today. Um, And just to keep you guys updated with our store, we just had our first big staging um, property. We are now officially in the home staging world, which is kind of running faster than I had expected. And uh, boy, I do not plan on buying an entire warehouse full of furniture really soon, but it's moving fast enough that it looks like I might be doing something like that. Um, but we've got some great pictures. Pierce took some great pictures of our install and Kurt working hard. Um, he's there today making sure we've got price tags on everything, making sure our signage is there because this is marketing for us. The staging is not going to be my bread and butter. This is marketing. And so we want to make it look beautiful, but we also want to have our information around there and how easy it is to get a hold of us. Then we offer complimentary interior design services and all of that material is going to be in there. So it's a great way, again, to add extra income to your business. Um, You know, it could be a different division or, you know, maybe it's just staging. Maybe you just want to do staging completely. Um, But we'll be posting some pictures and some little videos of that so you guys can see what we're doing. And we all uh, went out last night to celebrate Stephanie. You guys remember Stephanie, my Hawaiian uh, designer, is moving to Las Vegas, and we're going to miss her dearly. We love you, Steph, and we're going to miss you. So we all went out last night in hula attire, and we had lays, and we ordered Hawaiian barbecue, and we went and sang karaoke. So the entire team's a little tired today. (laughs) But it was so worth it. We had such a blast. It was great team building, and... uh, Yeah, we got to hear everyone sing and dance. Oh my gosh, we danced and danced and danced. It was great. So hopefully I've got some pictures I can post to that too. So So if you like this information that I give and these tips that I share, check out all of our podcasts. We have almost 70 episodes up already. Spotify, iTunes, and then you get to see the videos on YouTube. Um, And please like, share, pass the word. Uh, We are really just hitting the tip of the iceberg. We've got to get the word out there for interior designers, people that love design. Let's work together and build this amazing career. Thank you guys. I hope I'm helping. Send me your information. Send me your stories. I want to know. All right. And happy designing. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of Design for a Living with Chelsea Coriel. Our episodes will be dropping on Sunday, so stay tuned. We are on Google Podcasts and Spotify, so stay tuned for that and follow along. Thanks so much for being with us. Find us online at designforaliving.com. Visit us on Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, and House at Design for a Living. If you'd like to submit a question or request a topic, 
email us at chelsea at designforliving.com. That's C-H-E-L-S-E-A at designforliving.com.